0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace, my co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering
1: your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now.
0: You have joined us with Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, my co-host, Bob Hassan. And Bob, I'm excited about our conversation today because we have someone who's in the food world. Tell us about Chrissy.
1: We have Chrissy Weirson. She graduated from UCSD in 2010 and she started a food blog. Her and a friend were passionate oh, about fine. food and they got uh she got connected to the original owner of her current company Food Made Fresh, which is a food delivery service in the San Diego area. Oh nice. And miraculously, she was able to take over this business from this woman and She's all been looking in the rearview mirror ever since. Uh her company, Food Made Fresh, delivers fresh, healthy food to customers in San Diego County. She's married. She has two little kids, two and a half and eight months. Oh, um, wow. J- June and Jack. So <laughs> she loves uh her and her husband love to play on the beach and the mountains and snowboarding and adventure. I don't know where she finds that time. I know I
0: was gonna say, I, you know, I, I want to hear how she has the time. She's the train us. Well, she's up next on Explained Marketplace. Stay with us. Spiritual Growth Academy intends to give you classes that are going to help develop your inner spiritual life and also do the heavy lifting of your spiritual growth journey, especially when it comes to hearing God's voice, developing intimacy, all of the spiritual gifts, these kinds of themes that you don't always have an opportunity to take a class within your local church, or maybe you missed it and it was three years ago. Well, we have classes that are going to help you today. And we come from such a biblical-based foundation. You're going to feel safe with our instructors. You're going to have activations. You're going to have ways to pray and think about things, but especially you're going to have impartation. And that's one of the key ways to grow is through impartation. That happens through each one of our classes. I want to invite you to attend a class now. Oh, we're going to welcome Chrissy Weir to the show. I'm so excited, Chrissy, because it's been a while since we've had a food guest. And I wish we were in a kitchen and we could like like learn from you like organically right there because it's so exciting what you do but we're so glad to have you here thanks for being here today
2: so, yeah thanks i'm excited to be here
1: chrissy um w- we just love your story so kind of tell us where are you at right now is is life very busy right now do you have <laughs> much going on at home tell it talk to us tell us what's going yeah.
2: on yeah i'd love to um life is uh maybe as busy as it gets i don't know being a business owner um And I have two young kids. I have a two and a half year old son, Jack, and I have a couple old June and they are keeping me on my toes. (laughs) And um, it's just kind of a new season of trying to figure out, um, you know, how to keep everything in line and scheduled and, you know, while also keeping things, you know, flowing for, you know, having margin and space for family time for things that come up with business. So. It's been um it's been kind of a juggling act right now <laughs> for sure.
0: Now does your husband I didn't read this in the notes or not? Does your husband work with you or do is he have his own career or what does
3: that so look he, like?
2: Yeah, my husband um has his own, he's an entrepreneur as well. So he has his own couple of different um ventures that he's oh, working wow. on. Um so he helps me, of course, when I need it, um, doing some, you know, back end stuff, website stuff. But um yeah, otherwise it's it's me.
0: <laughs> That's a lot. Wow.
2: That's yeah, an intense
0: <laughs> season of life. Well, tell us about how you got here. Tell us about the journey yeah. of why did you start a food delivery service? How did you get into food in the first place? Yeah, And then you had kids afterwards. You guys started having your family while you were both launching businesses. This is exactly. pretty intense.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah so um, so I guess I'm sure a lot of people could relate. You know, you go to, go to college, you don't really know what you're going to study and what you're going to do. Um, I actually remember uh, before college, I... What I was working as a server and I really loved being in the kitchen food. My mom always cooked. I grew up in a big family of six kids and um, my mom was a single mom. My dad passed when we were young. So yeah. handled it all. And you know, so I would help her in the kitchen and I just loved it. It was always healthy, you know, food that she can make for a ton of kids. So um that was kind of just part of my, you know, growing up experience. And then I remember telling her I want to go to culinary school because I loved cooking so much, and she said, you know, gave the wise advice of, well, first go get a degree because, you know, they, her and my dad didn't have that. So something to fall back on. And so I did that. Um, and I, I, you know, didn't go to culinary school and um, went to UCSD great school, brought me down to San Diego, which is where we live now. And I just love it so much down here. Um, but during that time, um, after I graduated from college, I didn't, you know, it was 2010, and it was tough to find a job. And, especially find a job doing what you love to do. So um, I got a job working at the school of medicine at UCSD, which is a great, you know, just not, it was an office job, super great um, people. And I definitely felt at that time, it was kind of like my, my ministry ground, you know, to to be around the people I was you know, called to be around at that time. Um, But I knew there was something more. Um, I remember my friend and I uh, came back from our, you know, post-college nine to five jobs going, Oh, this is so rough. Like, what do we do to use passion in our lives and something that's fun? So we started a food blog. Um, which, oh, wow. Yeah, which at the time it, it was really new for there to be food blogs. Um, it was kind of when they're all starting. And um, so it was a really fun space to be in. You know, we started just taking pictures with our like junky little cameras and trying to. You know,
3: it
2: was so bad at first, um, but it really got to a place where, you know, we developed this skill and creating recipes and um, all health, you know, healthy oriented recipes. And um, just it was really fun. It started getting, you know, we monetized it with some ads and just um, got invited to different, you know, review restaurants and just do different things. And it was just really fun. So that that kind of really developed this passion and desire to be in food. So at that time, I realized, um, you know, I think we could monetize this and we can really do it. And uh, my friend at the time was getting married, and she was probably going to start a family. So for her, it wasn't a go. And so I said, Okay, I have to figure this out for myself. So um, uh, kind of while this was all going on, I was going to a a church in the area, and uh, they had a young like young professionals group um, for like a morning prayer time, and I hated waking up in the morning earlier (laughs) than I had to, Um, but I was like, I really just feel like I'm supposed to do this. So I started waking up once a week and going to this morning prayer time, and I just felt like God was really speaking to me like... You know, this is the, you know, start developing this, you know, what you want to see with the food blog and and beyond mm. that. Um, so I started thinking about, you know, doing the catering type of events or um meal meal prep at that time was not a thing. Um you could even like there's no blue apron and so I was thinking about doing meal kits and stuff wow. it really started. So um I was kind of thinking about this, writing it down. I have my journal still, just kind of cool to see that all kind of play out. And then um I got at that group I got um the the word that there was a personal assistant looking for someone to kind of do some light meal prep and grocery shopping and juicing. And I thought I, I was, when I first saw that, that ad, I was like, wait, I, this, this is crazy. Cause I don't have any time. I have a full-time job. I have a food blog, which takes hours of, you know, creating recipes, editing photos and blogging, posting the blog. So I just felt like I was going to be maxed, but I felt so much like God was telling me to do that. That was for me. Wow. So sure enough, I got this job. He was a CEO for a company that recently sold for millions of dollars. <laughs> so he was a, just a really high end guy who um, who I thought, too, I could learn from. So it was just a really cool um, environment. So I would you know kind of started doing that very quickly. I met um, someone who in passing who was dropping meals off for him who uh, was the original owner of Food Made Fresh. So as soon as she met me, it was like our spirits kind of like, you know, she thought, oh, this girl is like young and trying to do something similar. So, um, and she was trying to get out of it because she was about to have a baby and, you know, start a family. And so literally within that moment of kind of meeting her, we met one time and then she goes, oh, do you want this business? And it was really small. It was really wild, so wild. And it was just like, I saw this platform of, that was meant for me. Like there's just no way to, yeah. Leave God out of that scenario. So, um,
1: That's so serendipitous.
0: yeah, yes.
2: it was just wild.
1: So well, Christy, Christy, yeah. let me, let me ask you a question. How, how do you practice hearing God? Cause you've mentioned two yeah. or three times that you heard God and you heard God and you heard God. And yeah. what does that look like in your life?
2: I wish it was something that, you know, so I think we all wish it was maybe a voice or something very audible, but I think for me, it was just a uh, knowing in my spirit of, um, something that seemed a little bit maybe wild or outlandish yeah. or just something that um, uh, just a beckoning towards something where I felt like I was thinking about it and it didn't seem necessarily like my idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a great uh, description. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: hard to describe of course, but it's I think that's the best way because I wouldn't have thought, let me just go get another job doing something else. Yeah. Um, no, that's a I huge just, one. We, yeah.
0: we talk about a lot in our, we have the, a book called Wired to Hear. And we talk about instinct and intuition and now, Lots of Christians discount that, but the God who can't fit in time and space lives inside of us. And he yeah. speaks in our thoughts. He speaks in our inner voice and in our inner life. And I love that. I love that you're describing that. Take us a little bit more in the journey. So you start the business yeah. or you start up like this version yeah,
2: of so it. Yeah, so I take over her client list um, and I just basically she hands me, this is how it's done. I think I shadowed her for like two weekends. Um, That's it. And, <laughs> yeah, that
3: was,
2: really, that was it. Um, I And I just took it from there. and. I remember there was a transitional phase, you know, I, I thought I was able to work part-time at my office job so I could do this so I could kind of ease into it. And then I think within about a couple months, I just said, I can't, you know, it's full, all or nothing. Here we go. Yeah. So, um, I took it over and I started, you know, just doing everything I was literally doing, shopping, cooking you know, creating recipes. I was, um, delivering, doing all the deliveries, routing everything. Um, and at that time, no software for routing really that you could like easily find. So MapQuest, um, (laughs) so just (laughs) doing all of that stuff, it just took so many hours. I remember, you know, 20 hours of work straight, you know, sleep for four hours and repeat just pretty wild times. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was really unique though, because at the beginning, um, uh, I think a big thing that, you know, I, I, I always look back to also is, um, there were a couple, you know, at that time too, I was very, um, wanting to God to be involved in this whole process and, um, really kind of just having that as a foundation. And so, um, there was a couple lady, ladies, a couple of people who I would definitely schedule out a little more time for, um, doing the delivery routes so I could talk to them and, you know, and, you know, see where they're at and, you know, chat. And so a couple of people, um, it was just such a beautiful thing over a few years of this um, before I was able to hire people and kind of grow everything. Um, I was still doing all that. And one lady, wow. an elderly lady who was an atheist. And she, I remember she came to Jesus after I was praying with wow. her. And,
3: um, wow.
2: just not from those, you know, the relationship from just delivering with her and it was just so cool. Um, those experiences I'll never forget. So, um, so yeah, awesome. now, now things are, we grew it after, you know, a couple, handful more years, able to hire some people to help me in the kitchen. And now I have some delivery drivers, um, some chefs wow. in the kitchen with me. And um, yeah, so it's different now, but good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm way different.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. So taking, so scaling from you doing everything, which is how, how I started and how most of us started you.
0: I knew Bob was going to ask about scaling. Yeah. I knew it.
1: Well, you, you, you wear all these different hats and now, now you've, you've scaled your company to, it's actually a company and you're, Mm -hmm. and you're moving forward. On one hand, what are your challenges? And on the other hand, you know, what do you see as incredible opportunities?
2: Um, I think the challenges are going to be easier to say, say, so I'll just go with those first. I think the challenges are that you have to start trusting other people. And I think, um, Mm -hmm which is hard as I think, you know, I I could say it's just hard for me, but it's hard for every business owner because it's your your baby. It's your thing that you've created. And now you're putting that in other people's hands to operate for you. And um, that's hard. Um, But at the same time, like I was thinking about this, uh, you know, I had all the time for, you know, all the clients when I was personally doing the the deliveries and I could pour into them. And so in this way, bringing on people to kind of help execute my vision it was you know a place where i could then pour into these people um so it's just kind of a little bit of a shift of of that you know trusting but then also seeing that positive like change of how i could still be doing what i love but it just looks different um so that's kind of twofold i guess but um the challenge for sure is to, i think to start um outsour- or outsourcing find places to outsource and then um find people to to trust which is hard um especially working in this and i don't know these yeah. a uh, Couple years you just find people that are not down to uh work hard and work under somebody. Uh, it's been tough. Um wow. that's been that's been a big the biggest challenge for me, I think. Um and then what was the other question?
3: <laughs> okay, you, I, think
0: I think your answer both because you talked about yeah. the is that right. Yeah. The other yeah. benefit I, is
2: that you can um I mean you can then your vision and your dream and your passion and desire can you can access more people I can now serve more people because I'm not it's not just me which is which so good me.
0: now when you guys started I mean you were in a certain part of San Diego did you serve all of San Diego I was a huge county
2: um we definitely had it more limited but I, I I I didn't want to take on this lady's originally client original client list of you know it was it was not a lot but I I didn't want to like have to fire any clients if that makes yeah. sense. So I took everything on and I think since then I just I kept the the radius really big and now it's i it's bigger now. We're located our kitchens in Carlsbad. But um I still deliver down to downtown and um along the 15 and, and up to Oceanside. So pretty big area.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: No, it's huge. Especially during like post pandemic I can imagine pandemic and then after pandemic how many people mm-hmm. start using food services For just sure. like yours because they want it organic, they want it healthy, but they didn't want to have to go to the store themselves. So how was that for you as a business owner?
2: Yeah, it was pretty wild. It was really, you know, shaky at the beginning. I, ju- I just had my first kid. Um wow. the day I shut California down and then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, my all I've spent months preparing my maternity leave and I have to literally work and redo everything. We couldn't source quinoa wow. and organic brown rice. We couldn't source those things that are staples and you know, it was just the whole thing changed, but um in a i think in a good way and in a hard way um we had a lot of people who wanted to use our service instead of going to the store they were scared fearful whatever um mm-hmm. also people were working at home and they still just didn't have time to cook for themselves so it was nice to still be able to be pe- you know come into their homes with food and bring them almost that peace and that calm so they could yeah. keep cooking and you know do all that but it was a a crazy transition but it wasn't one where i felt like thank god we were affected in a, you know, financially negative way. Um, But it was a lot more work and it was something that I wasn't anticipating just after having my first kid.
1: So you had, you had quite a few transitions. You had a pandemic that no one's ever gone through before and a child, and you're trying to maintain your business. Your husband's an entrepreneur. And, and so it must've been, it, it must've been an interesting time to trust God in a way that maybe you'd never had before.
2: I don't know. I, I feel like ever since I started this business, I just, I, him and I have had a deal of God, this is your business. Like I trust yeah. you with it all. And I feel like every time I came to the point where I was going to be without, like, I didn't know I was stuck. I didn't know where to go. This seemed like I was backed into a corner. I just feel like every time I get to those places, I'd be like, God, this is your business. Like I show me what to do. I trust that you're going to bring people my way. And whether it be staff, whether it be um, drivers, whether it be, um, you know, the, Food and produce, we need just God. I just trust that you're gonna make this happen if that's this is where you want me to be still. So I think that's been a really good um, place to kind of be in, you know, submission of yeah. like, God, this is you are orchestrating this. So I, I had to really trust in all of those transitions and those challenges.
0: When you're proving it can be done in the sense that family can be had with people who are entrepreneurs.
3: And yeah, you can exactly. actually have
0: a successful family, which is good because mm-hmm. it is adding a part-time job per kid. You know, it just is. Yeah. It's, it's the reality. Yeah. And I know Sheree and I, we've worked, you know, Shree is an entrepreneur in her own way. And I know there's times where we're looking at it going, there is a pain in the blessing of going after the purpose of God. Because <laughs> you are working on all cylinders and people talk about capacity and say, Where are your margins? And when you have kids, you don't have margins. You have you're up a million times a night. Well, when you have a new business, it's very much like having a kid. And obviously, we don't have margins. Like you couldn't do maternity because of your your blessing of your business growing. So I think it's so beautiful to talk about that trust. You're doing it relationally, walking it out with God. Because I don't know what people without God do. And when they have these kinds of same seasons, even if it's a good season, it's still a bad good season. It's a hard good season, or it's a suffering good season. And I don't know how people handle that who don't have that process with
3: their faith.
2: I just feel like if they do, if they handle it without God, it's just very anxiety and fear driven because I mean, that's what we experience. but at least we can push that aside and say, this is okay. This is coming up. I need to give that to God or I need to shift my thinking, you know, and and start praying again or, you know, just look at it in a different light.
1: Chrissy, what do you see uh, in the future of maybe new innovations um, you know, taking your company, maybe continuing to grow it or keeping it at the same level. I would imagine with all of the sourcing issues that that happened through the pandemic, things are kind of getting back to normal. But everything we have inflation, so um, raw materials prices have increased. How are you handling that through through the season in your business?
2: Yeah, it's been hard because um you want to deliver like the most, you know, uh, quality and, and you you want to deliver the best product to your customer. Wow. Yeah. And you don't want to have to have them pay a lot more for it. So it's been hard. I, I definitely think that I haven't handled it the best in terms of like, okay, well, let me just make sure that I'm not getting gouged in all these ways and pass that on my customer right away. I think there was a little bit of an incremental probably loss, you know, on my end because I wanted mm-hmm. to probably provide a little bit more comfort of, Hey, we're still here. We're trying to sort, sort it out. Like, you know, so there was a little bit of a slow process of trying to incorporate some of those um, unexpected changes and with inflation and and sourcing as well. Um, And so uh, that's been an interesting time, but I think, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's made me, it's, it's provided a little bit of a, Uh, inspiration for, okay, maybe things need to look a little different in business. Maybe we need to focus on um, creating product and and getting those into stores or doing things that are a little bit more, uh, maybe larger scale. So you can work better bulk quantity, stuff like that, instead of um, sourcing super small for, you know, every weekend type of uh, production. So that's kind of where um, where we're thinking for innovation wise kind of going forward. Um, you know, I don't know what that looks like just with you know how all of the the different parts play together um, and and maybe they can and I hope that they can so, but it's just that's something that I think we're looking at adding on.
0: Last thing as we as we're kind of close, tell us about Christians in the food space because there's a lot of Christians who are trying to start restaurants or start food businesses or have products and we've talked to a few here on the show who either are in, the Whole Foods, or they're in, they're in fruit and vegetables, or they're in like mm-hmm. a product, or like in Whole Foods, or like we have Alvin Chan who you know is doing the the oat, oat balls, which are so fun. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people, Christians it seems, are migrating towards the food space. Tell us about that. Do you have any any thought about that?
2: Um, I think it's such a great space to be in because. Um, I don't know, especially if you're more service, hospitality-oriented, and mm-hmm. those are the like the spiritual mm-hmm. g- or the gifts um, as believers. I think that it's really a unique thing because um, that you can pass that along and create something with such intention and love, and um, with that kind of heart behind it, and then um, have that as a product in the in the marketplace um, for consumers to um, you know support you in, and and also I think that. Um, there can be, I think that there, you know, it can be a competitive space. Um, and I mean, in a lot of ways you can have, you know, 30 products that are all very similar. So I think that it's, um, if anything, I've noticed that in, with Christians in the, the food space that there's, I've seen a little bit more intention behind their, um, their, their products and the way that they, uh, maybe create or source. Um, and then also I think that there's, a little bit more of a friendliness to, um, Hey, you do this. Like, Hey, I have this idea for this connection Mm. or, um, you know, I, I have a a friend who's who has a bar company and it's just like, okay, Mm. how can I connect you? I have a connect with target. Let's get you into target. Let's get you. So it's going to really, and yeah, we've done that with um with a lot of people, just if we have a connection, like how can we support you? Even though I might create a bar, you know, and have that be a product, but it doesn't matter. It's more like, um, it's it's just a, a supportive environment, I think.
1: That's so, so great. Well, Chrissy, thank you. We're so honored to have you on. How do people in the San Diego area get a hold of you and your services?
2: Yeah. yeah, so our website is foodmadefresh.com. Uh they can look us up there. We have menus that change every week. Um, so they can go on there, they can email me. Um, and then also I do um I'm a holistic health coach, so they can always get a hold of me. Um, and you know, I can work with clients one on one as well. So virtually if you don't live in San Diego. Um, that would be chrissyweir.com. so a lot of ways That's that so would we-
0: perfect, yeah, so perfect. And uh, I don't know if our producer told you, but everybody who works in food has to deliver the best quality of whatever they do to Bob and my houses. so nice oh, I <laughs> love it though. We need to have a kitchen set, Bob, and then we could like bake together or cook together.
1: That'd we so have, fun. we have, have we Lauren and I have had the had Chrissy's food on and off for years, and it's amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. I have yeah. a screen of jealousy. am breaking it off myself yeah. right now.
1: <laughs>
3: Chrissy, well, thanks
0: so much for being on the show. Yeah. We're so glad to have you on, and I hope you guys will get involved with Chrissy and her health coaching. Or if you're in the San Diego area, make sure to look up her product. We will be right back with you at Sean and Bob's final thoughts.
1: Sean and I wrote a new book called Wired to Hear based on a prophetic word that he had.
0: And this word is all about you being wired to hear and the next great move of God happening in the marketplace around your life. So get the book anywhere books are sold.
1: Welcome back. This is Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, that was such an interesting interview.
0: It was, you know, you can feel in just her heart having a husband who's an entrepreneur and she is as well. And she's going for it, believing that this is the space God has her for, or else she wouldn't do it because. Having a young family, I know for any woman, that's going to be a huge sacrifice unless God's telling you to do it. And I think it's amazing to hear this kind of story repeated over and over. We hear it all the time from yeah. guests on our show, from friends around us, of people who are on a mission with God. And it's not an easy mission. It's not an easy feed, but man, the fruit of it's awesome.
1: Well, one of the things I say over and over and over again is if it was easy, everybody would be doing it.
0: Oh, you say that a lot. I love that when you say yeah. that.
1: And being an entrepreneur is not easy. Having your own business or ministry is not easy and And Chrissy's in the in the in the teeth of it right now with a young family and and a and a growing business, having navigated her way through uh, the pandemic i I just am so proud of her, and I think I just can't wait to see what God does next in the next season for her,
0: yeah, and I think when we're talking to you guys who are watching and listening, there's so many people we present to you. Because we want you to hear their life. And sometimes people ask us questions about work-life balance or about margins and boundaries. And it's different depending on what season you're in. If somebody who's 16 and has grandkids is going to have way different boundaries and margins than someone like Chrissy, who's, you know, two kids that are little babies, basically. Yeah. And, and her husband's also has several entrepreneurial businesses. So it's good to hear the balance of different people at different stages of life. And how god's speaking to them and what's working and sometimes when they tell you the stories of things that are hard or the challenges i mean like what you said i have a problem you know giving away the trust and i know a lot of a lot of us as we if you're in management or leadership or you own something that's going to be probably number one challenge if not number two it's in the top three for sure for most people yeah. and so i love when we get to hear these conversations because it really does expose people to a wide variety
1: it, and it was funny sean i couldn't bring myself to saying Well, um, Chrissy, how's work-life balance in your life? Because you just
0: can't ask that question. She
1: she doesn't have any, and she she said like when early in her career she was working twenty-hour days and sleeping four hours, and I'm sure that that's still part of her life. And some people would look at that and say, "Well, they need to get their life in order." But when God's called you to be an entrepreneur, when God's called you to build a business, when God's called you to a family, when God's called you to all this stuff you're in a season of your life that seems out of balance and you have to fight for family time. You have to fight for what's important. Yeah. And the thing that I loved about hearing her story is that she's doing that.
0: Well, I, I remember bringing Robert Zollner, Dr. Robert Zollner, who mm-hmm. we've had on the show. He's on our board and Dr. Z, we call him. And we brought him to Australia and he spoke to a small group of business leaders while we are in Australia. And one of them was asking about work-life balance. They were all owners. And so one of them said, what do you do? And they just had a guy come through and tell him, work-life balance looks like this. And it was very impractical. I was like, You're, yeah. you should only work 30 hours a week this way and 10 hours a prayer. Hour. And so Z said, I was, you know, for the first 10 years, I hustled so strongly that my wife knew on family vacations, there was times I had to go away for an hour and take calls. I had to, maybe yeah. two hours and that's how we got on the vacation. That's how we were able to spend the time. Exactly. But my time for a long time was very regimented and sacrificed and pulled away. But I, at the same time, I was a good dad and I made sure to plan the times and be present and it was just such a good kind of a release of hope for people because you have this person who's now, you know, he's a grandfather when he was speaking this to them, like your time's going to look different for each one of you. And I think that that's what's important is that our lives going to look unique to us and our career or our business or our entrepreneurship or our influence. And I think too many people are trying to find the magic formula. There's no magic formula. There's a relationship and then relationships are accountable to, and that's what defines it.
1: Exactly it's communication if if we're communicating with our spouses or our partners and and they they understand what we're going through uh you know I think the people who talk about work life balance are in their sixties have been through their career and realize you know hey this is what work life balance looks like but it's it's not applicable it's not formulaic and we can't we can't just put uh a number of hours yeah. on it it's it it changes all the time and my wife and I have to make choices all the time about what that's going to look like, and of course, at this point in my career, it looks a lot different because the pressure uh, of of the build is off. But and in, in but for decades it wasn't, and yeah. so we had to fight for it. Uh, so, but I think
0: I think when you said too, I think there's something that happens when you have good relationships where you're peer sourcing each other and you're getting mentored by the peer to peer resourcing. And sometimes we're like looking for that father who's in his seventies who will speak into our lives, but that father can't tell us how to raise little kids because he forgot. Like at that at this point, <laughs> he's going to say spank them in some to their room and that's not current parenting techniques, right? That's not like what people are doing anymore. And so it's, it, we need the fathers of course,
2: yes. but we
0: also need that peer to peer mentoring that happens yes. through having an open life. And that's why I love that you're doing a group in San Diego at Jesus culture where you guys are doing a business accelerator because it's really helping people to have that, those those table talks, those round tables where they can just visit with each other and go, oh, you do that? Oh, my gosh. Well, how are you handling this? Yeah. I think we need more business groups to emerge again. Like they had in the 70s, Full Gospel Business. I know Pinnacle Group's still out there and Kingdom Business Association. There's there's Shea Bynes has hers online for the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs. We need to be a part of something because you can ask these questions to somebody who's still in it or That's just right. a little ahead, not the people who are 70-year-old experts. And I love the 70-year-old experts, but again, it doesn't all apply today.
1: Be careful because I'm almost going to be that 70-year-old expert pretty soon.
0: Yeah, but you're still in business. So you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're still in it. You're still like managing these huge contracts and these scales. Oh, and these, uh, you're not in no. retirement mode.
1: It's funny. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Exploring the Marketplace. We, we just value the time that you spend with us. We'll see you next time.